0: eight o'clock on a Wednesday, which means we have an hour left until we get to get out of here and officially get into the warmth of our homes and just watch it happen. Watch the watch the snow and everything happen. Now obviously people have said uh in the forecast ahead that there is uh you know not that much snow, maybe a little bit of snow, who knows need one point from Brooke Lopez. We need one point from Donovan Mitchell. And we need two rebounds from Bobby Post. That's all we need. And we're cooking. Keep it interesting, boys. Keep it interesting. 14 point lead from Cleveland. I need Milwaukee to make it close. We got 10 minutes and 46 seconds to hit a parlay on a par Wednesday. Dusty is with you. Grant Nicholson with you as well. Um,. Nine one three. What's your favorite course around the city? And do you ever play DraftKings or bet on tournaments? I would, um, and will, uh, once gambling was was legal, I didn't really have a whole lot of time with golf tournaments I can be invested in. I know there's some all the time, but uh, you better believe this spring for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because player prop bets in the MLB are a little rough. Uh, those kind of sting a little bit. Um, but uh, they're just hard to come by like a stolen base by Bobby Witt Jr., three total bases by so-and-so other and all this type of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it can it can creep up on you, right? Um, so I want to talk about the defense a little bit because I think there's a couple of guys that this young, inexperienced defense can really lean on for the Chiefs. And I think that that's very important to bring up because this defense uh, will have to lean on its vets up front. And those guys I talk about are Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Carlos Dunlap. And for those of you that haven't been keeping track, Frank Clark has let you cash in on a free Big Mac, not once, but twice uh, in back-to-back weeks. So he has a sack last week and a sack the previous week. Frank Clark, this always seems to be the type of time of the year where he kind of comes out of hiding and becomes that dependable pass rusher. Frank Clark has... Kind of been under the microscope for a lot of Chiefs fans um, throughout his time here. Obviously, for good reasons, some for bad. Uh, he comes off a deduction in his contract to make room for the team to be successful and put money in places where they really needed to. And he's actually played up to his contract this year, according to a lot of you uh, that tend to be pretty vocal. And this year, so far, you you haven't heard a lot of you know, Frank Clark shame or Frank Clark questions. It's kind of just been, you know, early on, there was some concerns on where he was at. And that was in the first couple weeks of the season. Since then, he's kind of been a dependable player on the defensive line. Like I've said, he's had a sack in the last two weeks. He's been a physical presence on this team. And he was the highest rated chiefs player in this last week's game against Houston. Even with the game that Mahomes had, he was the highest rated chiefs player with a 91.8 percentage, which means he did a really damn good job of doing his job. And I think one thing that you can see when it comes to Frank Clark and this defense is that he's going to be one of those guys where these younger guys are going to have to have to pick the brain of like a George Karloftis, like a Brian cook, like a Leo Chanel, even like a Nick Bolton, because if Frank Clark can get in with Willie gay and Nick Bolton and get those guys on his side and be like, Hey, Here's the deal. This is what the offensive line's going to want to do. This is where I'm going to stunt. You hit that other side. We can make things happen. And like anybody else that should know this, a good pass rush will make your secondary that much better. You're going to play a guy in Geno Smith this week who's the kind of guy that if you can get some pressure on him, he'll, he'll make some mistakes. And that'll make your defense look a little bit better if you can get pressure on him out of the chute and if Frank Clark and Chris Jones can continue to be a dominant force to be reckoned with, which I'm not saying Frank Clark's been dominant, but I'm saying he's been respectful enough to where you have to give him enough attention, and Carlos Dunlap's been good, too. Two swatted passes in the last week. He's had some surprise sacks, some surprise pressures, assisted in some tackles, and caused some blowups in the backfield. This defense is going to have to rely on its veterans up front, the guys in the trenches, your big bad daddies and to rely on those guys to make things a little bit better. Nick Bolton, Pete Sweeney kind of alluded to it earlier, a little scary in the open field, a little scary when it comes to kind of seeing where the ball carrier is going to go. He's a middle linebacker. He's a stoppage guy. I'll give him a pass on that. Pete Sweeney's a strict grader. He's a little bit more, on the French judge type of things, but that's fine. I'm more of a guy that is, can you do your job consistently? And Nick Bolton has done nothing but do his job consistently. Fifth in the NFL in tackles, 137. He had 100 last year on 108 attempts. In fact, when I sat down with him in St. Joe, I said, 108 tackle attempts and 100 tackles. How do you improve from that? He said, narrow the gap of the missed tackles. And all because of the Orlando Brown trade is why you've seen Nick Bolton on this team. You traded your first, you got their third or second. That second round pick, they took Nick Bolton. But again, I think that if you look at the secondary, they can lean on the veteran presence up front and carry that message to the secondary guys that need maybe that little bit of a shot in the arm. Justin Watson, or is it Christian Watson? It's Christian Watson, right? Justin Watson's the receiver. No, Justin Watson's the corner. Christian Watson's the receiver. Yeah. There we go. I get my Watsons mixed up. And
1: your Reeds.
0: Yeah. Reeds, Watsons, Kelsey's. 10-point game, by the way. Cavs, Bucks, 85-95.
1: Donovan Mitchell to the line.
0: So he just needs to hit one of these free throws. Yeah. Please do it. Please do it. And then we need Brooke Lopez to go to the line. 95-85, parlay still intact. Nine minutes left, getting a little nervous. Um, But this defense, right? And I know Legereus Sneed's only been in the league three years. Justin Reed's been in the league longer than that. That's why you went and got Justin Reed. This is why you keep Legereus Sneed involved with high-profile play calls. Justin Reed is your... Firehouse blitzer almost every time coming out of the nickel slot pot. Justin Reed, you got rid of Tyra Matthew. You didn't sign Tyron, re-sign Tyron Matthew because you wanted to get youth involved with that position. Juan Thornhill, another guy that, whether you like it or not, man, the vet card's on you. And you've got Watson and McDuffie out there that are both very young. Brian Cook, also very young. Doesn't play a ton. Leo Chenault, very young. All rookies all drafted in this class. And again, what did you go get these players for? You got a defensive end in Loftus to kind of compete slash battle with your veterans like Chris Jones and like Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, become that guy that can get seasoned. So that way when you play guys like Joe Burrow, Tua Tugavailoa, Josh Allen, you can be a physical specimen and presence in their face. And make them feel a little bit more shook than they've felt in the past. And by doing so, you create a better matchup with their elite receivers. Because every single quarterback that I just mentioned has an elite Pro Bowl receiver. Tua's got Tyreek, Joe's got Jamar, and Josh has got Stefan. All three are Pro Bowl receivers. All three, as of week 15, play your team this year in the playoffs. There are no breaks as of right now. You're the two seed. But this defense that we had mentioned earlier in the year, the guys that were young were going to, have to lean on the veterans. The guys that were young were drafted because there weren't those presents on the field. They didn't have a corner to stop a wide receiver like Jamar Chase last year or a safety that was ready to go. Youth-wise, strength-wise, physically ready to go with these receivers that you're going to play against. Tyler Matthews is not on this team anymore. And now you have a guy in Justin Reed who other guys are leaning on. Frank Clark, who's had sacks in back-to-back weeks, starting to bring that presence, starting to know this is the time football starts. And I understand the last couple weeks that turnovers have put the defensive team on their backs and a tough task to ask. But you got to be able to get it done. When the time calls for it, just get it done. It's Jalen Watson and Justin Watson. You're damn right. It's Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens. It's after hours. It's a fun show. Jalen and Justin Watson. See, I was wrong. You were right. Christian Watson is the wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers who has taken the league by storm. See, I can be that guy. I'm nice. I appreciate being told that I did something wrong. There's a lot of names you look at in this world especially in this world. Maybe I just got to do better. I apologize. Jalen and Justin, my apologies, 816. I hope you have a good holiday. When I come back, odds I don't understand, but, hey, I'm here for it. And as you heard in the 730 block, I think so are the Chiefs. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Two rebounds from Bobby Portis. That's all I need. Two rebounds from Bobby Portis in 5 minutes and 43 seconds. Last Wednesday, all I needed was what Vukicek to get one rebound. Yeah, didn't happen. No, Bobby Portis two rebounds, please. For all things that are holy, twelve point game. Yeah, but he's not in. They got this. They got this nerd Pat Connaughton guy in. I can't. I, his name is spelled C O N N A. Pat Connaughton. Yeah, that guy yeah. sucks. Drafted M- in the M L B. That's a lot of good information you have. And then Marjan Beauchamp. Need that guy to get out of there. Need Bobby Portis to enter the game. He's only played 19 minutes. Averaging literally 10 points a game. 10 rebounds a game. 10 rebounds a game, 14 points a game. Vuch Bobby Portis. Went way
1: under his season total last week, too. Oh, great. We're really going to
0: miss because of rebounds again. Yeah, that that I'd blow my stack. I mean he's got six everybody else hits Giannis 37 Brooke Lopez 14 those both hit Grayson Allen needed one threes hit two Donnie Mitch needed 24 and a half or 25 and a half he's got 30 eight rebounds from Clinton from Bobby Portis not Clinton Portis and he's just not getting in the game bro just get him in the game get Grayson Allen out of there he ain't doing anything for you he's got six
1: points you have fouls on here? Is that what's. Is, we, we almost want Lopez out of the game. We want him to go a little, like, little smaller at that spot. Yeah. Try to get some speed back. 93, 105, 453 left. That's all I need. Two rebounds, $100 payout. He's sitting at the end of the bench, though. A little worried. End of the bench? He's just, at the far end of the bench. He's as far away from the coach as you can get. Then we're, we're done. We're I cooked. I think we're in a little trouble. Damn it!
0: <laughs> I hate this so much. Like, I got really do start to hate this because literally, literally everything else is dead on the money. And now this guy's just not going to play.
1: There's no way he plays. It's over. We lose. Good day, sir. You suck. Big T said he may have some winners for us later though. Later in the show. That doesn't mean anything. We're going to be gone in 40 minutes. <laughs>
0: It's over. Thanks, Pete, for the text. Bobby Portis, not in the game. You want to let him know that he's on the end of the bench, which means you don't come back in the game? Foul trouble, though, for the
1: Bucs. Bochamps got four, Holiday with three, and Lopez with three. You know how many Portis has? Zero. Just saying there's a chance. No, there's not. Chance he could get in. He can't get two rebounds
0: in four minutes. Yeah, he can. Bobby Portis is a maniac. Cleveland makes a free throw, 107-93. Empty the bench. He's right there at the bench. He's not in. They put in, they put in some nerd, Javon Carter. They put in that nerd. Averages two rebounds a game. You know you need boards. You know you don't need Grayson freaking Allen. Took out Bochamp, a forward. Put in a guard. Put in a guard. Put in a guard. So they're going four guards and, and Giannis. They said the hell with Bobby Portis,
1: and he's shooting. Try to win the game. Ugh. I need him. To, we need him to give up a little bit. It's over.
0: Two freaking rebounds. I'm gonna miss out on two hundred and twenty five dollars on three total rebounds. You know how sick that makes me? You know how sick I feel because of that. Two rebounds.
1: I mean, I make the parlays. I, I mean, I could forfeit my hand. I, I love how Pete's text was so su- succinct. Bobby is not in. The thank text.
0: you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had over points on the following. Dickinson, 18 and a half, Didn't happen. Butkin, 10 and a half. Pete asks us, why port is Portis not in? You think I know? Kevin Love, 17 and a half. Hit four free throws under a minute to get to 18. Davis, 15. It's over, man. Just one. Just one parlay in the NBA. That's all I ask. That's it. I just need a guy to get two rebounds. Can't get in the game. Zero fouls. Averages 10 boards a game. You think you need somebody to get rebounds to get the the points back up. Can't do it. I'm cursed. I've officially accepted that. I am cursed. I'm going to delete DraftKings from my phone tonight. New Year's resolution. I'm going to go two months without sports gambling.
1: I'm done. I'm done. Par Wednesday's dead then? It is.
0: Dang. Somebody says, did you hear that Bobby's at the end of the bench? You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Put some birch beeswax on that. You pick your flavor. Cucumber mint, watermelon, the original. Right there, 816. In case you missed it, the Chiefs announced they had seven Pro Bowlers getting uh, selected. Three offensive linemen, those three offensive linemen, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes also joined suit with those cats, and Tommy Townsend also in the mix. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Play what you know, homie. I don't know how good that is. Play what I know pretty well, homie. Missed it by one rebound last week. Missing it by two rebounds this week. Pretty insane. Especially when you take a two, a literally a two drop further than what they normally average. Because you know they're not going to they average. If they average ten, that means there's some games they get seven, some games they get twelve, some games they get eight, seven and a half, six rebounds. You're such a liar. You'll be betting one one twenty three. I won't. Two full months. So the next time you'll you'll gamble is I'm done after the Super Bowl. Done with it. Sign me up for the Masters. You're probably right. I'll probably gamble on the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm just being a real one. That's just so annoying, man. Game's over. 303-99-109. They're not putting po- – I just don't understand why you wouldn't put Bobby Portis in. Teams with the most pro bowlers, the Chiefs, seven, Dallas, seven, Philadelphia Eagles, eight. Teams without a single pro bowler, the Chicago Bears, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kind of dig that, that you could actually not have a representative, unlike baseball. And I know what everybody else is thinking. Hopefully the Chiefs aren't playing their Pro Bowlers this year, because if they aren't, that means they're in the Super Bowl. For those wondering, Tua Tug did lead all players in fan voting, but he did not make the initial Pro Bowl roster. Good. Fan voting fan voting counts as one third to determine who makes the roster. That would mean players a third and coaches a third left him out as their top three in the AFC. So we'll just talk about that for a second. Like, do people, like, will people really be upset with that? When they realize that the three quarterbacks that made the AFC should be the three quarterbacks that make the AFC probably for the next five years every year? Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen? Sprinkle Lamar Jackson in there somewhere every once in a while? But I mean, like,
1: Plus, one of those three is going to be in the Super Bowl, yeah. and they'll call Tua up anyways. Right. So he's still going to have a chance. Because there's no chance that anybody not named Bro, Mahomes, or Allen is playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it's going to
0: be a lot like it was, what, in the 2000 to 2000, like 2013, where the only AFC representatives in the Super Bowl were Flacco, Brady, Manning, and Roethlisberger. Whereas like now moving forward, the only people that'll be in the Super Bowl in the AFC will be Burrow,
1: Allen, and Mahomes. I, mean, I don't know who else is getting in there. I mean, Jackson's got a good shot eventually at some point. Bobby Port is done for the night. Where are you seeing that? Uh, in
0: my brain. <laughs> the only chance we get, which i if he's not in now, he's not playing because they're down by eight. With two thirty six left, you'd think that you'd have your your full team on the on the floor. Bobby Portis has played nineteen minutes. It is the fewest of most people that play. Beauchamp, twenty, Grace Allen thirty one, Drew Holiday thirty four, Brooke Lopez twenty eight, Giannis thirty seven. I hate this. Dusty, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not react. All this talk,
1: no sports gambling. Yeah, I've got some bad news. Long time out, under three minutes. He did not check in. No. It's over. We lose. Good day. It's nice knowing you. Yeah, he's got the full warm-up on and everything.
0: Talking about your sports bets guy and the new fantasy football guy. I don't know what that means. Somebody says they also only announced six Pro Bowlers for the Kansas City Chiefs. Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Tommy Townsend, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody, right? Oh, Chris Jones. Sorry, the most obvious one on the list. So, yeah, your list is Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Tommy Townsend, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. I just can't believe it. I cannot believe it, man.
1: Two rebounds. Ruins Christmas, really. Ruins my damn bank account.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's 10 bucks, but I mean, it was to win $102. It's just, it's sickening to see. It really is. Missing it by one leg is, is not great. Every single freaking week, man. Feels bad. I mean, I won't do it, but it makes you just want to blurt out cuss words on the air. It makes you want to go full Pat McAfee. I get fired. I think I'm doing pretty good lately. And then Bobby Portis comes in here and can't get in the game. Four defensive rebounds. Might want that in the game. Nope. Should have taken Drew Holiday's rebounds. He had eight. And the fact that this nerd, Marion Bochamp, rookie, is out here leading, lets me think Bobby Portis might have said something to the coach. Unreal. Unreal. When we come back, the odds will have it. And I'll give you something to talk about when it comes to who they think is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It's always nice on this show, Grant, when we have comedians. What
1: was the text line mean to you?
0: It means listening to you talk about your sports bets is as riveting as listening to someone talk about their fantasy football team. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I spent five minutes talking about my parlay, but I spent two freaking hours talking about sports. Anything you'd like me to talk about? They said literally anything else. So I said gardening? You go somewhere else. Big T. Grant, I need you to hit this because this phone sucks. Big T, take it away, man. You're on the air.
2: Hey, hey, Dustman. Love your passion. And don't pay Thanks, attention man. to them fools on the, on, the, on the text line. They just sit down in their parents' basement playing uh, 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 war games or something and tweeting tweet now trying to drive you maniacally insane. But, man, I love it what you're talking about the national media does, man. And they're, they're, they're like the only – most of them, not all of them, but most of them are like weathermen. They're, they can always screw up and still keep their job, you know. Most of them are a bunch of jagoffs. They just don't know. You want to say stuff like that and be accountable. I'm glad you played that about our division and how it was going to be so tough. And then the, the lady that was talking, come on, man. you got to add it up. They, they, they don't even mention that Philly has one extra home game because that's the swing this year. AFC had it last year. They don't mention how easy that cream puff schedule was. They don't mention uh, all the playmakers that were already on his team. We lost the best wide receiver in the NFL, a once-in-a-lifetime generational guy, and we still are kicking ass and taking aims. Dustman gave out all the stats. And the points – all the points, too. And then don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong, because I was on arguing with Carrington. I called in. And, oh, by the way, he had real fun. He had a good time, ha-ha, with, with uh, him and uh, uh, Rob clowning me. And I don't know if you heard the call, because he, he, he was asking me between 1 and 10, what is your concern? And then not me not correlating it right, 1 meaning less concern, and 10 meaning most concern. I said 8.5. So I looked like a fool. Ha-ha. But I'll leave Carrington with this. Him and Rob had fun, but as Jimmy Hendrix could say, tired tracks all crossed your back. Ha-ha. <laughs> you could tell you had your fun. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Let's go kick some Seattle ass. And, Dustman, don't give up on the bets. Listen to listen to Grant. I gave you some good, good advice and win some money. And go Chiefs, baby. Choo-choo! choo choo
0: Merry Christmas to all. I love that, that he brought in the, the Christmas at the end. Felt very yeah. festive. You ain't got to worry about Carrington and all those guys. They'll be all right. <laughs> Um something I want to bring up which I find funny because at this time of year I always I always wonder why we forget about the two most important factors of a football team especially one that is playoff bound. Um so a group on Twitter football outsiders I think they're pretty credible. They have 78,000 uh followers. They've got a pretty good uh they've got a good track record. But they had their updated Super Bowl odds percentage wise. Um, there's a one through 10 list, obviously, uh, but number one is Philadelphia with a 25.5% Buffalo bills, 23.7 San Francisco, 19.2. And they have the Kansas city chiefs with an 8.9% chance to win the super bowl. I find that a little bit interesting because I look at all the teams ahead of them chiefs. That is. And I think to myself, who is their quarterback? Are they better than the one the Chiefs have currently at their position at quarterback? The answer is no. I think Brock Purdy's a flash in the pan. I think he's decent. If he turns into Tom Brady, then we can come back in 10 years and find this audio and play it for the entire world to hear. I'm willing to bet that won't happen. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that's about as close as it gets. I'm still leaning towards Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I like Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. I think he's handled adversity and and haters and doubters and, and people that have gone against him very well in his career. But I take Patrick Mahomes over that. You look at all the head coaches. Sirianni, McDermott. Shanahan, I'm taking Andy Reid over every single one of those guys. I just don't understand, and I've talked about this before in the past, but I just don't understand why, when it comes down to it, where football really, really matters post-January 1, why we just go away From the two factors that matter the most. Who throws the ball. Who coaches the ball. I think it's been a rough go. The last couple of weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that probably has some sort of factor involved. With why they are fourth on that list. Obviously Philadelphia will have home field throughout. Buffalo in current position to have home field. Throughout in the AFC. But as we've seen in the past, the Chiefs have been the two seed and still played the AFC Championship game at home. The Chiefs have had hiccups late in the season, but still found themselves in the AFC Championship game at home. And no matter how you want to look at it, when the New England Patriots were making their run consistently, year in, year out, Every single time that their name came on the TV, whether it was ESPN, whether it was Around the Horn, no matter what it was, every single time New England came on the screen, the first thing out of somebody's mouth, whether it was Damian Woody, whether it was Mina Kimes, no matter who it was, there was always... The first response, who's the quarterback of the New England Patriots? Tom Brady. Who's the head coach of the New England Patriots? Bill Belichick. All right, well, then that's who I'm taking. Now, in modern-day football, where I don't think a lot has changed, I think the style of game has changed, right? There's more spread offenses, um, and the quarterback competition is, is a little bit better. But this is still back in the day when Peyton Manning was out there And guys like Roethlisberger, Manning, they're still playing football. They're having good seasons. Drew Brees is still out there. Sean Payton's still a head coach out there. And yet people are going head coach, quarterback. And I get it. Guys like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, they're all in the league. They're all on good teams. But none of those guys have the complete package. Sean McDermott has yet to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. He's lost in the AFC Championship game, and he's lost with 13 seconds left. The Kansas City Chiefs lose their best wide receiver and come back and have the best offense in the NFL. And yet, the percentage odds for football outsiders, guys, are teams all about over that. And I get it as the text line alludes to it, who has the best overall roster talent? I would say that would probably go to Buffalo or you would go to Philadelphia. But we've seen in the past that best overall roster talent doesn't necessarily mean diddly-poo when it comes to playoff football. Right? Right? Like we've seen that I truly believe from the bottom of my heart and everything that I know about sports that in 2018, the better talented team was the Kansas city chiefs, but the new England Patriots won. Now I get it. There were some mishaps in that game. Edelman on the punt D Ford setting off sides. I get that, but they had Belichick and they had Brady and you had a first year starter in Mahomes who was an MVP that year, and Andy Reid. The better coach and the better quarterback at that time won that game. Was that necessarily the better roster? Absolutely not. The Kansas City Chiefs were the better roster, in my opinion. Yeah, they had Brady and Gronk. but The Chiefs had Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes. They had a good squad. I just find it odd that every year we do this, and we find ourselves coming back to the situation that we put ourselves all into. Because I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I can't see inside the crystal ball. I can't, I can't allude to the future. But what I can say is that I know for a fact that when we get to the point, if in fact we get to that point where the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game, once again, for a fifth consecutive year, whether it's in Arrowhead or if it's in Buffalo, you're going to have a lot of people say, they're going to go back to it and be like, you know what? Sometimes you got to look at who's coaching the team and who's quarterbacking the team. Speaking of looking at things, 6'10's doing another special playoff beer release at Cinderblock Brewery. And it's at 6 o'clock on a Friday, that Friday that lands on January 13th, 2023. The playoff Pilsner will be available, and I will be doing this show live from Cinderblock Brewery. i Dusty Likens. It's Grant Nicholson. When we come back, we got to wrap it up and get you out of here. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Lykins on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Final segment of the night. Just about 10 minutes left. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. Appreciate it. Danny KCK. Appreciate chiming in. 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. RIP to Franco Harris. My buddy told me today that he saw a training today was that people were spelling his name Frank-O-Harris like he was an Irishman. Franco Harris, one of the greatest running backs. Yeah, well, it's Franco. Like all one word, Franco. But yes, he passed away, so that'll be kind of special. Uh, Sunday or Saturday, I think, for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they planned on retiring Franco Harris's number uh, no matter what, and uh, they're going to do that. They're going to continue to do that, which will be kind of uh, since it'll be kind of cool, is, uh, it, it, it? literally Saturday is the 50th anniversary of the
1: Immaculate Reception by Franco Harris, which I believe he was a rookie that year when he did that. It's kind of a bummer that he's not even going to be there to see his number retired. Right. Though. I mean, that sucks. Hopefully he'll at least have a lot of family still there. I would assume so.
0: Um, this from Sports TV Ratings, in case you missed it. Top NFL local team markets through week 14 by household rating percentage of households watching in market Buffalo bills, 43.1 Kansas city chiefs are two with a 42.1 Kansas city loves their chiefs. You watch your chiefs. You listen to your chiefs. We already found that out tonight. Um, Somebody said they don't care about hearing about parlays. That was one person. And there was probably, three to four um, people that were just sharing our pain. Somebody other night had, uh, they had, uh, what's that, Tyler Hero? Because Jimmy Butler was out, and he had like, uh, his over-under was like 20 and a half. He finished the game with 19. They pulled him from the game with like six minutes left. I mean, it is just crazy how they know. Oh, she's great. Just great. Uh, We played this earlier, and I had a lot of questions about it because I think this woman is good at what she does. Um, I would marry her at 8.53 Central Time uh, tonight. It's 8.50. But I did not agree with this take.
3: They don't want to give Jalen Hurts this MVP. I think you're right. They don't. They don't want to give him the MVP. So if Gardner Minshew goes out with a great team around him and has a nice performance against the Cowboys and wins – because the Eagles are better than the Cowboys right now, so it's entirely possible, they're going to use that as an excuse for why it's really the team around him, which is a conversation that's already been started. We had it all last week, and it's not really Jalen. Because let's be, let's be fair about that. Not fair. Let's be honest about this. Any other team that was 13-1 at this point in the season, we would not be discussing if the quarterback of that team was a legitimate MVP. Absolutely. And in the coming years... I plan on being right here (laughs) and I will remind all of you when there is another good team with a quarterback who has a record like this that he can't be the MVP because it has to be the team around him. And I don't want to hear that it's what he's done before that makes him the MVP, even if the team around him is great, because that's what we're doing. If I'm at home, I'm confused. So, So let's say this. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is having an incredible season. He's the best quarterback in the league. If he had the team that Jalen Hurts has, which he practically does, there are only – really, you can argue only the defense is the gap between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I have the rankings right here. The the real gap, you can argue, is they have a better defense, which they do. They have the second-best defense in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles do. If next year the Chiefs have the second-best defense and Patrick Mahomes looks like this – They're going to give the MVP to Patrick Mahomes, as they should. No doubt, because he's the MVP. And let them be thirteen and one. There won't even be a question. He wouldn't have to finish the season. They don't want to give Jalen Hurts this MVP. Why?
0: So I had a few questions, and I don't. I don't really know who they are. I don't really know. Who, who these people are and the clips longer, but you don't need to hear two minutes and 40 seconds of it. I think a minute and 40 is enough. Hell, 30 seconds of it's enough. Nobody is saying that Jalen hurts doesn't deserve the MVP. The MVP is just between two guys that are having two MVP seasons. And when it is a very close race, there are certain factors that cause sides to win over the others. And in this situation, missing a game in which the MGM sports betting director came out two weeks ago and told us all that it is a week-by-week process and that Patrick Mahomes, who was the favorite for three-plus weeks, loses the favorite to Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts blew the Giants out, who, by the way, have won one game, I believe, maybe two games in their last eight weeks, but blew them out. Nonetheless, they're they're a playoff team, blew them out. Had a great game, statistically all the way around, blew them out. Patrick Mahomes had a 27-point lead through three interceptions, had to fight to beat the Denver Broncos, who are as sorry as it comes. And they said that was one of the indicators that affected the way that the voting went that particular week. That's why Jalen Hurts took the nod. Last week, Patrick Mahomes had a fantastic game, had a good game. Jalen Hurts, decent, didn't do anything to really lose it. But this week, the shoulder issue causing him to miss the game, possibly, may not, but possibly miss the game, is one of those things where it's like when it comes down to it and the decision is paper thin, If one guy's playing and the other guy isn't, that's a tiebreaker. It is what it is. There is no they trying to not give it to a guy like Jalen Hurts. There is no equal roster either. You have a Pro Bowl running back at Miles Sanders. You have a Pro Bowl wide receiver at A.J. Brown. And you have a Devonta Smith wide receiver who's about as good as a wide receiver too as it comes. I mean, wide receiver twos in the league. Where do you want to rank them? Jalen Waddell, number one. Right? I'd argue Devonta Smith, T. Higgins are two or three. Dead serious. So don't give me this, this hogwash that the, the rosters are equal except for the defense. Because that's not true. Because Jalen Hurts got significantly better with the presence of A.J. Brown. And Patrick Mahomes has been significantly better with the departure of Tyreek Hill. In fact, points per game, Chiefs are first. Yards per game, Chiefs are first. Yards per play, Chiefs are first. Continue to drink. Passing yards per game, Chiefs are first. First downs per game, Chiefs are first. Third down conversion percentage, Chiefs are first. Fourth down conversion percentage, Chiefs are first. In the NFL Not AFC, not AFC West, not when trailing by seven. In the NFL, the entire damn season. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 5,000 yards and 40 plus touchdowns this year. That alone, that alone should be enough to make you think, oh, they're going to give the MVP to Patrick Mahomes. It's not a good take, Joy. It's not. Because Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback all year long. Without a doubt. He's going to break the all-time passing yards in a season and may not even need week sixteen, week 17 to do it, or week 18. He lost a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Tyreek Hill and potential offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying that's a shot at MVS or Juju Smith Schuster. They would both look me in the eyes if I asked them the question, and said, Do you think Tyreek kills better than you? They would both say, Yes, of course. Tyreek kills a one and generational style player. And the fact that you're going to say that both sides of the ball are the same, except for there's only one difference, and that's that Philadelphia is the second best defense in the NFL. God's hell, man. Get out of town. Patrick Mahomes has a below-average defense. Average defense. We'll call it an average defense. It'll be nice. Average defense. Jalen Hurts has the number-two defense. It is what it is. Tomorrow, I get to battle the snow. I get to drive the Millennium Falcon into work. I'll be with Cody Tapp on Cody and Gold from 10 until 2. Friday, I'll do the same show, but it's me and my guy, Jay Binkley. We get you set up for Christmas. We get you set up for the holidays. I thank you all for joining the show tonight. I appreciate you. All the love, all the hate, all the sarcasm, the phone calls, Big T, the text, Dan, all you guys take care. I'm Dusty Likens for Grant Nicholson. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Go do something nice for this world. It sure the hell deserves it. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens.